0: So really, it's for the moms like me who want to be the absolute, the best mom, the best wife, and really integrate and flow with that, pursue their passion, a business, whatever that is for them, pursue something else that really fills their soul.
1: Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast wellness spot, where we focus on health and wellness and how you can reclaim your health and life today. You're in the right place if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you've been helping so many others. It's time to help yourself. In a time when health and wellness can be so confusing, I'll share my knowledge as a nurse and 20 years in wellness and help you navigate through. You will hear stories of people who have used the Shackley products, including me, as they have truly been a game changer for health. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to pay attention to your health and how making a smart plan with natural choices can help you live your best life today. Well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Moira Gorski. Sorry, with an itchy nose before I sneeze. i <laughs> um, so glad that you are coming back and joining me today. Um, if you've listened uh, for a little bit or for a while, you know that I love connecting with people. And um, I love to just listen to the universe, if you will, when people say, hey, I should you should meet this person or um, I run into somebody and I find them interesting and things like that. So today um, I'm bringing you one of my friends who I've connected with. Um, one of my new friends because one of my friends said that I should meet her so Sarah Dalton is a new friend and she's a close neighbor of mine and we have met in the park close to where I live and gotten to know each other and um, just connected just right away Uh, love it so Sarah welcome today and I can't wait to get started uh, having a little conversation with you
0: Yes. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to chat with you. And yeah, it's always fun to talk with you because we do. We It flows so easily. So I'm You're excited right. to like share it with other people.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I'm excited to get out for another walk. You know, now that yes. now oh. that almost all our snow is gone and uh, the sun so is nice. shining, it's going to be a lot nicer than the first time we met when we were, yes. oh my gosh, bundled, bundled up, up. <laughs> with our boots and everything. Like totally. we're going to be doesn't on the ice. matter. Right. Exactly.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yes.
1: So Sarah Dalton uh, is an entrepreneur like I am, um, a mom like I am, a dog lover like I am, and has a story of disordered eating like I do. And um, so we want to start there. Um, again, I love, I love what we're going to share today, but let's start with the story of disordered eating and you know what you want to share, what you feel comfortable, um, and kind of how that brought you along your journey of life.
0: Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity to to share my story and this part of it because I haven't ever like publicly shared it. <laughs> I've alluded to it, you know, I've shared pieces, bits and pieces because it of course, as you know, it really it does shape I mean, who I am today. So, I am I'm a little nervous to be honest to to put it out there, but I also feel like I'm I'm it's time and I'm if literally I can just encourage or help one person, then it's, it's worth it. So, yeah. And, and,
1: and yes, uh, thank you for being brave and courageous. I know you told me that, that really (laughs) um, nobody knows. And um, I have another friend who said the same thing when I ran into her and talked about my podcast, she goes, Oh, I do. I said, well, come on. And she goes, yeah, Yeah. nobody knows. (laughs) So, um, but it's good. It's right. And that's again, a big reason why I started the podcast. If one person could be helped by the stories that I share. And I got to tell you before I let you go, I mean, somebody reached out to me last night after, Mm. you know, after I had had a conversation with her early in the week and said, by the way, I just learned that my daughter was diagnosed, you know, like three or four weeks ago with an eating disorder. And I feel like I'm drowning. Mm. So it's, it is so prevalent. And so I think we need to share our stories without um, any shame, just knowing that maybe that story could help
0: someone else. Absolutely. I love it. I love it so much what you're doing. So for me, really, as I was kind of, you know, preparing for this and looking back because it is, you know, now it's, I'm removed from it enough to where, yeah, I can reflect on it. And I was kind of putting the timeline together and it really started, it definitely started in high school for me. The the really paying attention to my body. And I mean, definitely, you know, a little bit in middle school, but kind of more of that normal, the feelings and the, you know, the struggle with food and my body. But it really got to a point in high school where I was actually, you know, really starting to like restrict and what I was eating and doing all the diets. It really did start, you know, quote unquote, innocently enough with just trying out the diets. And it was, you know, whatever. I'm, I won't even name like it was all the things, all the thing, all the diets. And it was, it was coinciding with a time in high school. I think this is where the more I was thinking back to it of like, what was going on and why I just think I was, I really didn't know who I was. And I was, I had grown up in in a church where it was, I mean, that was pretty much my life. Um, and so that's a whole other conversation, but I do Mm -hmm. think, you know, that it, it relates obviously because it affected me. And I feel like a lot of high school for me was just feeling lost and feeling like I was going down a path that wasn't true to me. I didn't have the words to put that, you know, the words to say that at that point, but that's what was happening. So I think, the focusing on food and my body was truly my attempt at controlling something and feeling like I like literally like I had control over who I was and who I was becoming. Um, so I think, and it really, for me what it looked like it, like I said, it was the restricting, but then of course that when that pendulum swings, when you restrict, 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 then it was the binging and the, that truly, so really, in high school, it was more trying to diet, 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 and like going up and down, fluctuating, and it was it really did become by the end of high school, it became my whole world like what the number on the scale said I really I wasn't engaging with my friends like I just I felt like, and nobody on the I, that's the thing I don't know that it was super obvious. um I definitely kind of went into where at first in the first half of high school, I was like outgoing and, you know, kind of out there and fun and adventurous. And I feel like by the end, by the time I graduated, I was just kind of a shell. Like I wasn't, I was very, you know, introverted in that way. Um, so I could tell, um, (laughs) but I think then college was just, it, it amplified, the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do, even the fact that I went to school was like, why? Because it was little. it was like what the next step is what you do. I didn't have any other idea or plan. And so ultimately it really, it, the binging got so much worse in college to the point where, yeah, I would gain a, a, a lot of weight at, like very, very quickly. And then I would try to compensate for that and, by restricting. And so it was this horrible, vicious cycle that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. But I know there's people out here there who understand it. But I didn't know at that point to like the whole the binge eating, you know, disorder like that at least I wasn't aware of it. I was aware of, you know, anorexia and bulimia and that it was like the two different, it was like you, this or that. And I was like, I don't fit into those categories. Like as far, you know, I don't fit all the criteria. I would look it up. I would like research it. I'm like, something's so wrong with me. Like, I don't feel right. I know something's not right. Um, because again, what it, what had become was it was, it became my life. It like literally impeded on me, on uh, my relationships, my school, like everything. It became my world um, trying to figure that out. And and then it was, it was just this this vicious cycle. So ultimately what that, I mean, that was kind of, sadly, I feel like that was what m- for me, when I look back on college, that's what it was all about. Like it was that for me, it was about my you know, my eating disorder. And then at when I actually went, became a flight attendant at right out of school, right out of college. And I felt like that was my, you know, like, that's what I was searching for. That was the thing that would fix me quote unquote. Um, because I was really excited about it. I finally found something that I was like, Oh, I really want to do this. It's You know, but ultimately what I realized, I mean, when I, when I started getting it and it's, it's a lifestyle in and of it, you know, in and of itself, like flying and being very, very mobile, not very, not super grounded and like having really, you know, groups of friends, like I had friends all over the place. So looking back on it, it definitely wasn't necessarily the most healthy situation for me at that point. Um, definitely not for what I was struggling with, with my eating disorder. And what I, and I basically, <laughs> the culmination of it all was I did go to in person treatment because it came to a point where basically I was like calling my mom, which is, this is where I connect with you. And I feel like, like she was the one person that I was telling everything to. Like throughout this whole time, like I would call her and cry after a binge or after a night, right? Where I just felt like, I don't know what to do. Why does this keep happening? Why do I keep doing this? Like, it was just so much shame, so much guilt. And it was like, it was my fault. Like, why do I keep doing this? What is wrong with me? Um, And so she was, so I remember calling her at one and basically, and I can't imagine, I mean, that's why hearing you, it's, it's really, it's nice to hear your perspective and refreshing because I, I can't imagine what she was going through on her end of it all. And, So she, um, basically we got set up and to where I went to an in-person treatment. And it was interesting because like I said, I think at that point, even binge eating disorder, it wasn't, they weren't talking about it. Um, they weren't as far as I knew, literally, I, I just didn't feel like I fit there. Um, I do, I did feel like I needed to like get out of my life and to like take a step back. Um, so I struggled with that. I struggled with it, but I do feel like I, Got some tools from it, you know, and ultimately, and this is getting long, but basically, <laughs> basically after, after I went there, I mean, it was not mag- I, you know, it was not a magic thing at all by any means. I wasn't magically healed, fixed, but I feel like. As the time went on, what happened for me was that what was happening was that, again, that became my world, the food, the eating, my body, that fixation. And what I know I can see now is that I was, it was just that distraction. And it was the thing that I felt like I was able, again, that I was able to control in my life. But when I, when I met my now husband and I started getting just, my world started getting bigger in other ways. And that's for me when it started the eating disorder and the, the eating issues got smaller. So it was like, you know, that's, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. It's,
1: it's a really great way to describe it. Cause that's pretty much what my life yeah. was too, you know, as I went away to college and that's where my um, control piece started. And um, that's what I say, you know, I got a little bit of help. I didn't go inpatient at all, but I got some help from therapists and some friends. And, um, and as my world started to expand and I got a job in nursing and I lived on my own and I had more confidence and I felt better about myself. And I like the way you said that your world got larger. And Mm -hmm. so it wasn't, you didn't have all that time to just fixate on, you know, you and all your right. mistakes and all that, you know, right. insecurity and things like that. So yeah. I can totally relate to that. And it does make sense. And again, I, I want people to hear that there, it is okay to reach out mm-hmm. to somebody yeah. um, for help because, and even if it's your mother or your father yeah. or your friend or whatever, it's really important to do that. And because um, because, well, it just popped in my head, like people see you, they, Mm -hmm. people see us and sometimes they don't know what to say and they don't, and they feel like there's something wrong, but they don't know how to help. And, um, and they're sometimes they're just waiting for you to say something, you know, so good that you had that relationship with your mom, that you felt like you could, you know, share that yeah with her. Yeah.
0: And I'm really, I, when I think about it now too, um, I think so much of almost for me, maybe why it lasted so long. I mean, there's so many, you know, what ifs, but I just felt like I was so confused again, like there was nobody else talking about this specifically, like what I was going through. I was experiencing, I mean, some of those, those binges were, it was like scary. Like I had lost, literally lost my mind and I didn't, I like wasn't in control of my body. Like, and so it didn't match up to anything I had heard about other, like I said, like other eating disorders. So I guess that's what, is helpful for me now. And just in all the ways to hear. And when I now working with moms and talking about all the things, like the more honest we are about what we've been through, then there's somebody, like you said, there's somebody who's going to relate. And, and it's, and that the binging, I just felt like is so like, I'm like, it's so, It was so shameful, you know, but the, more, but I know that it's more common than we know, than Mm -hmm. I realized. I know I I really thought I was the only one. I think that's the thing. I really did. So now I know different.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and if you're listening and you wonder about different types of eating disorders, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago was eating disorder awareness week. And so I did a quick Mm -hmm. um, recording on just kind of things to look for in the different types of eating disorders. So you can go back and check that episode out if you're again, just interested. Cause it, it, you know, it used to be Karen Carpenter and anorexia, you know, and that was, that was about it, but there's so many other things that have developed and even like um, night, night eating, which has Mm. sometimes considered an eating disorder because, people wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason and they eat and sometimes it's uncontrollable yeah. and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of different ones. Yeah. And um, again, I'm so glad that you were brave enough to share your story. <laughs> and again, like you mentioned, you have gone on and you're helping moms and you created this business of your your own yes. called the Simply Big Life. And so I'd love for you to talk about, because I, again, I, I think that's a great, we've talked about it. It's a great, a great mm-hmm. business name, but it also seems like it's you know, kind of opposite. right? It's simple, but it's big. So like, you know, what does that mean to you and why? And, you know, how did you kind of come up with that?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love, I love this question because on my podcast, that's what I ask at the end. Like, what does that mean to you? And of course, to me, it, it's just, it's really, and when I honestly, when I put it together with my story as well, I've, I was always, I always wanted a big life, like adventure and, Just really designing, really anything's possible. That's what I truly believe and always have. But I think that's where I was like putting a cap on myself and almost like, yeah, with those distractions with all the different things, you know, with the eating and all, you know, throughout the years, it was like I was kind of almost scared of that big. Like what does that what does that actually look like? So basically after I kind of like I got married, I had my kids. I I was like, okay, the big, right? Like getting to know who I am and what I truly want and this abundance that it is really anything is possible that I want. I can have everything. <laughs> I really believe that and I and the moms out there listening, the women, they can We can't have it all. It's just, and the simple part of it is that clarity. It's clearing the clutter of our minds, our lives, our time, our energy, anything that's not serving us or that's holding us back from that bigness. And it's going to be, the big is going to be different for everybody. So it's how do you define what's a big life? So one day, honestly, it's, I really do feel like it just, it was, the name was from God. First of all, I feel like it just hit me one day. And I didn't really know what that what it meant. I mean, when I but I knew that I had been designing like what I was doing was already trying to live my simply big life um, ever since I became a mom. So I slowly was like, okay. And then the name came and I was like, this is perfect because I love talking about it's that like you said, it's it's it seems like opposites. But to me, it's balance. It's Again, keeping it simple, keeping it focused and clear on what truly matters to you and your core values, and then that's what's going to allow you to create the big, whatever that is for you.
1: Mm -hmm. That's great. It's awesome. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And uh, I loved being on your podcast too, and I know you asked me that question, so um, Uh you'll have to, uh, depending on whose comes out first or whatever, we'll have to put the links in the show notes for 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 that kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, You know, and as a result of you starting that business, then you went on to create a planner. Mm -hmm. So to kind of keep it all organized and keep it together. So how did that happen or why did you decide to do that?
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. So again, with so I think this is part of my story, too, is and, and where I am today with helping moms designing the rhythms was because when I first became a mom, it's really when I started it all coincided when that's when I was like. I really need to find out who I am because I don't want to be, I don't want to set this example for my kids of this, of just kind of going through the motions and kind of like, and living life distracted really. I, and it just, it was so much more motivation for me once they came into the world and I was like, okay, this is, it. this is my life. Like it's happening right now. I think a big part of, of in my twenties, right. You, you feel like you have so much time. Um, and really, right. We don't know. We don't know how much time we have. So I think it was a lot of that mindset. And then when I had my kids, I was like, oh no, this is it. This is my life. It's happening now. So it's time to start getting intentional about designing it. So in that whole process, I realized that being a mom was what I always wanted. Being a mom and a wife and having a family and a home was what I always wanted. And. I also wanted to connect with other women. I wanted to have something of my own. I wanted to inspire and connect in some way. At that point, I didn't know what it was. But, and, it was that and. And and so I worked through all of that at the beginning of my motherhood of like, is that okay to want more? I mean, that whole thing, that's a whole other conversation. Um, But then I struggled with what does that look like? Like having both finding the rhythm and the integration and the balance with being the best mom and wife I can be and then also at this and then slowly I realized it was becoming a businesswoman and having my own business so I started with uh the planner because it it just felt like the most natural thing because I had always I loved planners first of all I got all the different ones i would buy all the new ones and i just couldn't find the the right fit for me i couldn't find the one that i felt like really helped me to organize my life in a way that i was look, that i was like this this makes sense in my brain like this is how you know, my personality and all the things. So I just started creating it. I just started sketching it out in a book. I got a like a sketchbook from target. I'll actually never forget that first day. And I just started, I couldn't stop. Like it was just flowing out of me. So I created the first version three years ago. And then now it's, that was a simply big life planner. And then the next one, and this version is the peace and productivity planner, because It's just crazy to think about how our business. Then you know how that goes. How they evolve, and the more clarity you get on who you are along the journey, the more clear it becomes who you can help, who you can serve. And for me, it was like, who is this planner for? And so, really, it's for the moms like me who want to be the absolute the best mom, the best wife, and really integrate and flow with that, pursue their passion, a business, whatever that is for them, pursue something else that really fills their soul. So that's what the planner is today. Um, to really, you know, bring that all together for moms.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I love it because, um, again, everything we talk about, I'm like,
0: okay, yes, that's good.
1: That's good. Because, um, you know, I've been involved with Shackley for um, over 21 years and Roger Barnett, who bought the company 13, 14 years ago, I remember one of the um, conventions he talked about, and he actually wrote a song about it uh, uh, called the land of and. And we talked about that at a conference. And it was kind of like our theme for the year, because it was exactly what you're saying that, so many times in life, we and if we look at it from women and moms, we can be a mom or we can be a businesswoman, right? Or we can stay at home with our kids or we got to go to work, yep. or we can be single or be married. Or I mean, you know, it's just like that, right. but there are it's always that either or, yeah. But when you have, we like to say in Shackley, when you have your own business, and again, you're an entrepreneur. You can have it all. You can live in the land of and you can. And I've that's what I've fallen in love with with my business is that I can be a mom and I can be a businesswoman and I can be a mom 80% of the time and a businesswoman 20% of the time, or I can flip flop that. Or, you know, I mean, it's just all that and because we talk about or so much. Yeah. It is. And as we talked about on one of our walks, just that idea that so many of us, again, Being a mom is an awesome thing. Not everybody chooses to, but those that choose it is a wonderful privilege to be a mother Mm -hmm. and be gifted with these wonderful children. And we give our lives to that. We give Mm -hmm. our energy to that and we pour our souls into that. And a lot of times we lose a part of ourselves in the meantime. And what I find, um, I'm older than you and I'm Mm in a different stage in my life where. The kids are leaving, and a lot of my friends, same thing. The kids leave right. home, and when they leave, like a piece of you goes yes. with them. Yes, you're left like, okay, now what? What's what am I yeah. supposed to do? Yeah, fact that you can have. That's what we talked about. Like you can mm-hmm. have something. You can start it when you have yep. kids at home. You can start it when the kids leave. You can start it any time, but you can have that. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the fact that just having that time to Like, it's not the same for everybody, but just figuring out, having that clarity, like, what is it that lights you up? Like, that's what you did. You wanted to, you know, this started to flow from you and you wanted to serve others and all of that. And again, living in that land of Anna, completely get it. And I love it. Yeah. And um, I love that we can live in that land and we can share that opportunity, you know, with others and show other women that it is possible.
0: Absolutely. I love that. The land of and I feel, and so many times, right. We say the, or, or we say the, but, but I'm this or that. And, and, and those limiting beliefs, right. Come in. I think that's where I'm at, right. Really right now with my, with my own mindset and, you know, coaching the women that I do and just encouraging them of this idea of, because, I'm all about seasons as well, right? Like it's really, it's knowing what season you're in because it's real when you're in the thick of it. I think the mom with the young kids right now listening or even, you know, even with all the pandemic stuff going on, we've got the seasons of motherhood that are absolutely more challenging than others and they require more of your energy. I've always been, I think that's my, the biggest thing for me is that I never thought it wasn't possible. I just knew that in different seasons, it's going to look different. Like you were saying, like in different, you know, there, you're going to be able to give a different amount of energy to your business when you have little kids. And then you're going to be able to give a little bit more if that's what you want when they go to school, right? Like it's just this evolution, but I think it's really, really important. Like you said, that we just keep that mindset of that. It is possible and everything is figureoutable, figuring out, how to make it work for us. And I'm big on redefining things. Like I want to help women be more productive, but not in the way you would think. Productivity, what does that mean? It doesn't mean doing all the things, doing more, cramming it all in so that you're exhausted at the end of the day. No, to me, it means setting clear intentions, getting very clear on what you want, who you are, what you want and what you want to accomplish that day and then following through and accomplishing it then you are productive. And it could be one thing. It could be literally just hanging out with your husband if that's what you set out to do. Right. So I just think there's so much room. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, there's a few things there. I mean, I think it's also what I've learned in life is the way that you do one thing is the way that you Mm, do everything. Yeah. So sometimes it can be a really small thing, but when someone told me about that and I really thought about it and I continue to think about it, it's like, Wow, it's it's very true. It can be the way you spend time with your husband. But yeah. but what I love again, what you said too is that it's that possibilities and it's mm-hmm. the is getting away from those limiting beliefs. Yeah. Because there was a, another time having a conversation with um, Roger Barnett, uh, the owner of Shackley and my girlfriend. You know, I have four kids, she has five kids, and you know, we were in the thick of it um, with the kids. And we're like, you know what? We have these distractions. They're called Mm -hmm. children. Yes. And he, um, (laughs) he stopped us and said, no, 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 they're not distractions. Those Mm. are possibilities. Each Mm. one of those is an opportunity or a possibility to meet someone to, to, to meet other people. Like, you know, my son's friends, um, meet their moms and maybe how can you serve them? How can you help them? Um, Or that, or I go to, you know, we go to church or we go to yoga or we, you know, have a walking group or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are all, instead of them being distractions and limit us from where we, what we can do. Yeah. He said, look at it as those are possibilities of people yeah. that you can help people that you can serve. And that again, gets rid of that limiting the belief, like, well, I'm just too busy. I right. just have too much going on. I couldn't have my, how could I have my own business, yeah. you know, or who would buy my stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yep. It's just a great space to live in. Absolutely. Um, because how many times, and again, I did this, talked about this on another podcast in regards to my ballroom dance. Like how many times do we play this red light story in our head? Mm-hmm. Like this stops us. Like I could never do that. Yeah. I could never do that. And though yeah. we just keep saying that to ourselves yes. and we never do it. Right. Because that's what we, um, that's what we
0: that's the story we're telling ourselves. Story, Absolutely. No, I I think it's it's the first so I'm actually in the process of creating a course which is super exciting and the first module is that mindset and that growth mindset, right? Really understanding what are the stories we're telling ourselves and what's the what is actually true because there are I mean honestly because we're doing it there are there are examples of women doing it and doing it well, doing being a mom, being a business owner. Um, and like I said, it's gonna look different for everybody, but it is possible. So I also, that's I think that's where community comes in of connecting with like-minded women and seeing, like learning how other, seeing how other people are doing it. And that's a big piece of my mission right now in this season of my business is to help women create those rhythms around for self-care to to fill that bucket to for their home and their family to fill those buckets. Right. And then to be able, then you are in that rhythm and you're freed up. You all of a sudden have this clarity in this space to say, Oh, Oh, I'm getting all these ideas. Like where are these ideas coming from? Because your brain's not so cluttered. You're, you're literally taking care of everything and everyone in, in a flow and a rhythm. And then you're freed up to dream and really go after your passion. So that's what I'm so like fired up about right yeah.
1: now. <laughs> like well it's-, and it's so good and it's so good that you said that today because <sighs> I woke up, I mean it couldn't be more appropriate. I woke <laughs> up um in the middle of the night, had to go to the, you know, bathroom and then yeah. the dogs, my two little dogs who sleep with me. One of them's old. He always wants to get up in the middle of the night. So downstairs we come, he gets his water, they go outside, they do their stuff and go back to bed and of course they fall asleep and I could not get to sleep. Mm. And it's just what you said. I thought about it. I'm like, all of these things were in my head. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about, cause I'm have an appointment with my coach tomorrow. And mm-hmm. like, every time it comes up to my next coaching, I'm like, what did I I have to fill out a yes. form? You know, what did I do from last week? And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't done this. And I haven't done this. And why don't I schedule that? And why don't I schedule my post? I'm like all of these things. Mm-hmm. And then it was about the, you know, then I tried to do my grateful prayers and stuff. And then I started thinking about something else. And it just made me think of like when you said that, like when we have things mm-hmm. again, when we have a rhythm mm-hmm. or a schedule or a whatever, yep. It does. I love that because it doesn't then your mind can yeah, rest if you will. Yes. Um and then it can yes. free up to think about you know something, something That's else. That's it. That's you know?
0: it. It's that. It's the mental load, the running to do list, and it does happen. It happens mo- to most women, right? When you finally your head finally hits the pillow and you're actually able to stop, mm-hmm. you pause, you stop, you lay. Because all day long, if we look at it, if we're not being intentional, it's way too easy to just run, 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 run from thing to thing. You know, and if it's intentional, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but it's right that that awareness. Mm -hmm. of is our brain over full and I have there's so many things that we can do you know that again it is creating those rhythms but even in that moment of like all the brain dumps all the things (laughs) but it really does start with the awareness of like oh whoa why so there's a reason my brain's getting over full (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and is that what you is that one of the things that you talk about and teach is that like brain dump because I almost got up and yep. got a notebook and started to write. Because I was like, I don't wanna forget, oh, that's a good idea, that's a good idea.
0: 100, 100,000%, that's probably my number one, not probably, that is my number one tip, is to have a place where you capture all of those thoughts. One brain dump, I actually have a brain dump for my work and a brain dump for my home. And, but and you find one place, if it's a journal, if it's your notes app, right? Um, and I do, I usually keep a thing by my bed or I think I usually, sometimes I'll have a notepad, like while I'm making dinner because, you know, and noticing when those, those rush of thoughts come sometimes for me, it's in the shower when I'm, you know, not really able to do anything else except think I, that's where it starts. It's capturing, getting them out of our brain because they need a, giving them a place to live outside of our head because that's when they get. I think we hold on, I know from the science, we hold on to all these different things so that we don't forget, right? Like I, and we don't think we will, but we're like, but they stay even like in the back of our brain and somewhere, you know, we hold on to all these things, they add up and eventually that leads to us that overwhelmed feeling. Mm -hmm. So knowing what, and I think I do, I have a whole process in the course is literally for for your home, for your work, for your self-care, and then your planning. It's Brain dumping all the things, the recurring things you do, and then creating rhythms with those, because that's really where it starts. Um, Mm -hmm. But in that moment where you're feeling that overwhelm, start with that brain dump and then and then step away from it. Like, don't try to deal with it, anything then. Just start with the brain dump.
1: Yeah, I thought about getting up and go, like, screw it. I'm just going to get yeah. up and start start, start my stuff. day. But I, I was able to get, I, I was, yeah. I think after about an hour and a half, I did get about an hour extra sleep. So yeah,
0: that's good. That's but, so uh, normal.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, happens, it's not fun. It's it's not fun at all. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that what, um, you know, this whole pandemic has taught you know, all of us, so many things. And that's um, certainly one of them that I have found myself challenged with my sleep more this last Mm, year. And it's partly because of that worry, partly of that things that, again, things got just thrown out of whack, right? And then we're out of sorts and like, what's going on? And like trying to process that in my head, I found many nights, either I couldn't get to sleep or I woke up like this and uh, were challenged. So that's a good, um, you know, good. And, you know, people can connect with you about that Mm -hmm. if they want to learn more too. And um, again, you know, we just learned again, as I said, at the beginning, I just love the fact that somebody told me that we should connect and, um, and, you know, we were brave enough to reach out and say, come on, let's meet again. We had never met. I didn't even know what, well, I kind of knew what you look like, you know, on (laughs) Facebook and your website, but we were brave enough to connect and look at, I feel like I have You know, a new friend now. And, um, you know, with eating disorders, with Mm -hmm. shame, with all of that stuff, you know, we tend to, and pandemics and things like that, we um, are either forced to be separated or we choose to be separated. And I don't know, I just feel like I want to give light to that. And we don't have to necessarily talk a lot about it, but just the importance of just making those connections because. Again, I know that as I've lived in that place of shame or insecurity and things like that and not dreaming, and again, I'm doing with my hands, you can't even, nobody can see it, but like living in this right. small space, right? Like, yeah. you just close yourself off to the possibilities. Yeah. And it's And it's scary. I don't even know Mm -hmm. if I would have done that like ten years ago. Saying I'll just go meet her in the park. I'm like, who is this lady? You know? Right. Totally. I'm so glad that we
0: did. Yeah. um, Absolutely. Because then the world opens up. You know. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. And I, it's it's so it's such an interesting topic for me right now. I feel like because the pandemic really did show me um, (laughs) that I feel like. I am an introvert Um, and, and also I don't necessarily want to lay label myself, but there was, I mean, I really enjoyed the time alone and like, I like, I do need a lot of alone time to recharge. And really from what I understand of that, right. It's just how, where you get, how you get refueled, whether you're around a big group of people or, you know, by yourself. So for me, it, that is what it is. You know, I just, I need a lot of alone time and it's not always very natural to, to reach out and connect. Um, but once I do, I, I do get energy then. Right. I, I, so it's a weird, like it's both and it's, and, and it's like, even just connecting with you and yeah, it's like taking that step, even though, yeah, it's the unknown. And I think that's been, that's probably the biggest thing of like, we can't see maybe, right. Maybe nothing would have come of our taking a walk, but But look what did. I think that's the thing where we can get in our heads about like all the what ifs and the things that could go wrong. But if we're just willing to take that first step, and for me, with creating the planner or like starting the business for the woman out there who's feeling lonely and, you know, wanting to, yeah, make friends or connect, I think it's just really starts with that first scary step and then it will it will show itself, you know, what the next step is.
1: Right. Um, well, cause I've done this before I've met with other people right. and, and I only had one walk with them, you know, because, yeah. and I think it's what came up for me when you were talking is being clear about our boundaries mm. and, you know, boundaries, as I've learned, um, are really how we want others to treat us right, right? Yeah. but it's all it's also just being clear on our own boundaries right. that again if that doesn't feel right if the energy doesn't feel right yeah then you have the ability to say oh okay. I gotta go home you yeah. know or I don't yeah. want to talk to you anymore or whatever Absolutely. you have the ability and again I just know that um um sometimes my husband I don't know if he'll yeah. he probably won't listen to this episode so I can <laughs> say it but anyway he, he can hear it if he wants but um but sometimes he doesn't put himself out there because he's like, he thinks about that. Well, I don't know. And then, like and overthink it's like overthinking. Overthinking. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, again, I'm the like, yeah, but what could come from that? Well, right. but I don't think they'd be interested. And I don't think I'm like, yeah, but what <laughs> yeah. if they would be? You yeah. know, it's nice to, I think yeah. I have a little pin over here. And again, nobody can see this, but it says, <laughs> what if,
0: you what know? What if, I love it. I love it. We're so on the same page with that. I know. And I think that idea really, if, we're not for everybody and everybody's not for us. And I think mm-hmm. whether in business, in life, I think sometimes just accepting that and really like that gives you that freedom. I think I'm really, I'm definitely have to learn having to learn that the more I put myself out there in business specifically, um, yeah, you're not gonna be for everybody. And that's a good thing. Like because we're not meant to be best friends with everybody in life either, right? We're going to find our people when you put yourself out there. And I think like, just like you said, like, sometimes you don't do another walk, sometimes you do and it's okay. And
1: it's okay. But again, knowing that because a friend of mine said too, as I was talking about my ballroom dance, and I he didn't know that I did that. And I showed him the pictures and we had a nice conversation. And he said, darling, when Mm -hmm. you open up the world opens up mm-hmm. to you. And that's I think nice. that that's a really wonderful way to wrap this, this time up is to say, yeah. again, when you open yourself up, yeah. and that's about vulnerable, you know, being vulnerable, mm-hmm. learning how to be intentional, learning all the things. Um, but when you open yourself up and take that risk and things like yeah. that and say, what if the world is open? you know Absolutely. for you and that's a pretty exciting thing and again that love leads it. to that place of cuz I know how I answered that question about you know what a simply big yeah. life you know for me it talks you know it's about dreaming and about those possibilities and like what can happen yeah. um, when we we go there and I love um it. You know, you know my time is limited today, so I'd love yes. to keep talking to you. Oh but i got to we could keep yeah. going on. But um I do want to wrap it up. I have to wrap it up. Absolutely. Um, and love that you um were able to share everything today. Yeah, thank you so um, much. You know, again, things that um, I did ask you, you know, if there are any courses, books or things that you really found along the way that were helpful for you. And then yeah. let's make sure that people know how to get a hold of you, um, too, if they want to connect with you, work with you, just have more of you like I do.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. This was awesome. And yes, absolutely. So for the resources, I'm a big book nerd. Um, uh, you can see my, they can't, you can't, my color coded books back there. So I would say my, and it was hard. It's hard to like really pick. I'm also, I also love courses. I love, and that's why I'm creating one. Cause I feel like it's kind of the new, the best new way for moms working from home to really get it, that information, that and podcasts. Um, so I would definitely say essentialism by Greg McEwen is like, one of the books I read when I first started my business and just that idea of really focusing, clearing out what's not important and focusing on what is essential and then the atomic habits. That's the other one that, um, really stands out that, that I keep on my bookshelf and I always reference, you know, one of those, like all the dog ears, all the, all the highlighter, all the things I got it over there. I got it over there on my shelf. Yeah. You know, because it all comes back to habits and to what we do, every day, um, good or bad that make up our life. So that's pretty important. Um, the other thing, just a fun resource is that I just finished and it's Jamie Baker has, she has, I think it's called the mama form, the mama form. So it's literally like she was a stylist and it's an interesting for, for me working from home. And as you can see, I have a hard time, like, actually getting out of my yoga pants, which is okay every now and then. But this course, I heard her on a podcast and it's just, I love how she really equates like getting dressed, like how, how you put yourself out there. It's kind of what like we're talking about. Like, it's that extra layer of confidence when you feel like you love what you're wearing and you feel good about, you know, how you're presenting. We don't have to be perfect, obviously, or like, but it's literally just that confidence of like, having your, what you're wearing, um, represent who you are in a way. So anyway, I took the course and she's cause she's awesome. So I would definitely go. And it's just kind of, it's more so like, what are your basic pieces of that? Like help you to, you know, feel good. And it helps us that decision fatigue in the morning when you don't have a million and one things in your closet and you're trying to dig through. So yeah, That's <laughs> the mama cool. form. I, know. yeah I do look think into it's that, cool. Yeah. I'm going to, I want her on the podcast. I'm just going to put that out there on my podcast. So, I'm going to put that out in the universe. So, then for me, I'm actually, okay, so we did talk about this and I'm not sure exactly when this is going to air, but I am on the cusp of basically a rebrand and it's not like too far from it's what I've been saying. It's what I've been saying, but it's a new website and the peace and productivity course. So, whenever you're listening, definitely you can, it's a simply big life right now on Instagram. And I would say that's probably maybe the best place to find me. Um, and it's the website is a simply big life right now, but (laughs) so it's shortly going to be changing. Um, but you can always, you know, you'll always be able to find me through those links and, and then you can update them. I'm sure in the show notes, um, when it's time, but yeah, so email me. Like I said, it's, yeah, I definitely, I want to connect with anybody who wants to, you know, start creating those rhythms in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So good. So good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, I learned a lot. Um, I've, uh, I've met a couple of stylists along the way of life. And um, I love that. I'm intrigued by that because I've learned about different colors to wear
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: If you want certain things to happen, you know, if you want people to say yes to you or, you know, I had a lot of gray in my closet and she's like, you know, that's kind of like, so like, I mean, it is dull, even though I have some pretty grays and I look good in gray, but it's kind of like, so like neutral. Totally. And, um, so, um, and I was supposed to wear, I don't know what,
0: uh, an
1: energy gal that I talked to one time said I should wear blue on Thursday. And so today's Thursday
0: and oh I'm my wearing gosh. blue. So that's cool. I love all that stuff. I feel yeah. like it is because it's, and it's ultimately, it's about how you feel, right? Like yeah. how do it's just, how do you feel? And then that, like you said, the energy you're putting out. Yeah. So that's yeah. what it comes so. down to.
1: Yeah. So cool. I'll finish it up here. Cause again, we could talk forever, but I'm so thankful again, you're, you're brave uh, to share your story. And um, I know that people uh, loved hearing from you today as I did. And again, just for the listeners, again, know that your story does matter. There is a message in the mess that you mm-hmm. have. Um, we don't need to be ashamed of our past. And I just love to tell women and anybody listening that really your past doesn't dictate who you are, who you can be. So discover the possibilities, live in the land of and, um, and again, reach out and be brave to share your story or just, you know, say hello to somebody um, and make Mm. that connection because you never know where your life may lead. So thank you, Sarah. Thank you, listeners. And we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review, share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know, as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk, and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.